What's good, everybody? This is episode 54 of the Rabona Boys podcast. Uh, slow weekend for many, but we tried to make the most of it because, you know, there was no Prem this weekend, but we had a little FA Cup action a little something. To, to end the week, and I took it as an opportunity to dive into a little Bundesliga action. Uh, got some family out in Frankfurt, so I thought I'd support the boys as they line up against Bayern Munich. Is that your Bundesliga team, though? I think so. And I, I kind of said that um, last spring around, like, Super Cup time when we were all, when everybody was, like, threatening to boycott the Prem. Full transparency, I was never going to boycott the Prem. But, you know, <laughs> I got to support my Gunners. But, uh, but you know, I was I was entertaining the idea. You know, we've ta- we were talking about, like, the cool side of the Bundesliga and... And, you know, the fans, the stadiums, the culture. And you can't be supporting Bayern Munich. So, I was yeah. like, you know, I got the family out in Frankfurt. You know, they're kind of a cool team. They got cool jerseys. Well, they um, like, black. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like AC, the or Germany AC Milan. The Milan, kind of yeah, style. yeah. Uh, kind of cool. But Fat stadium. Fat stadium. Heat. I'm learning a lot about, uh, like, Frankfurt just as a football club has grown so much in the last five years. And I kind of got into, like, German football twitter and like i'm just out here just translate tweet translate tweet on like every <laughs> single thing that's hashtag Bayern versus frank this guy said there's only 50 people on german football twitter <laughs> Dude, but they're it, all it, spitting facts yeah <laughs> it was kind of hard maybe i probably just haven't dove deep enough into it but it was kind of hard to find the like with the prem that those guys are everywhere like you know there's just a there's a billion fan accounts yeah uh, it was kind of hard to find. I mean, there's a ton of Bayern ones, obviously, but, yeah. but it was cool. Like I got us, they like they were all just saying like really good points about like the aggression of a center of one of the D mids on Frankfurt's team and like how that helps them throughout the season. They're just making cool points, but that's all I really have to say. Kolo Moani, uh, the striker yeah, for Frankfurt, Randall. is kind of funny because like I just randomly chose to watch this game and all now he's getting like hype from all the media accounts and stuff yep. because he played Bayern and he scored against Bayern but he's been tearing it up and, I mean yeah. bro the World Cup he had, a, he had a great World Cup yeah not gonna lie yeah no he did he really did make a name for himself but yeah you know I had a little had a little variety in the menu this weekend a little international flavor yeah yeah not just beans on toast <laughs> but uh I just wanted to get potatoes. that out of the way but back to the original point the FA Cup uh Arsenal are out uh I think Liverpool are out and <laughs> <You> uh <think. laughs> <laughs> and uh I'm not mad about it. Right. I don't know how you feel about Liverpool, but um, we need we need to focus on the league. It's that's probably better that's that we where I'm at too, man. I'm like, take me out of the the Carabao Cup, take me out of the FA Cup. I right. do not care. Well, yeah, we won the last two we won the uh the Mickey Mouse Cups last year. You did but, no, um, we won both. We we've kind of reverted back to form for Klopp, which is Klopp always wants to get dumped out of the the cups. Like mm-hmm. he tries as fast as possible. Um, yeah, so it, it seemed like that's what happened. Uh, real quick, I know you don't want to talk. Uh, you don't care about Arsenal, uh, City, but I was gonna say I've been hearing that you guys um, played them pretty damn close. Like yeah. it was a really evenly matched game. I was gonna say I wanted Arteta to rotate the team, and honestly, I kind of wish he rotated it even more. He kind of like half did it. He, he changed six guys, which is a lot, especially when Pep changes one, his goalkeeper, right. and that was it. But considering that, we played them really well, and it was a very kind of like tight, deadlock game. Right. Not too many chances either way. I would say City probably had the better of the chances, but we had Eddie and Ketia had an opportunity that he could have really scored, and on another day that goes in. And okay. it's 1-0, or it's 1-1, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nathan Ake had an incredible finish. My main takeaway, I guess, is 
we we had Rob Holding guarding Erling Holland for a half, huh. and that was basically just like grab his jersey and you pull him down to the ground anytime he beats you. Very desperation defending. Um, Rob Holding. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was ugly, but he didn't score, so he did his job. Nice. Um, but he did get a yellow card in the first half, so he got yanked. Put Saliba on, and we took Thomas Party off. The moment we took Thomas Party off, game we weren't, we weren't going to win that game. Right. Uh, he had like a injury scare. I don't think it's anything serious. Um, I think he's fine, but I'm like, yeah, take him off. I don't even think he needs to be starting that game. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want Sokka to start that game. He was useless, but yeah. Two things. Uh, one, it's a really good preview for both your league games versus City because you guys have yet to play them. You guys' weekend mm-hmm. was the weekend. Lizzie, Lizzie kissed the sky. So now both your games are in the second half of the season. Uh, how do you feel, kind of like like seeing that as like a preview? How do you feel like for the buildup coming up? I feel good, man. Like like I said, like Sokka was kind of slow, but I just think a lot of our guys needed that rest. So I'm not worried that like Sokka was. Not a threat at all in that game. I don't think that's going to hold true. Trossard looked really good. He looked dangerous. Trossard looked like the best part of our attack, honestly. Yeah. Nathan that's... Ake completely shut down Sokka, but I think that's more a product of not having Odegaard in there, having uh, Fabio Vieira, because mm. I think Odegaard is just such a critical part of that right side of the attack. Yeah. So considering all those things, I'm not too worried. Nathan Ake had a beautiful, like, curling on the ground finish that it was just a great shot, and that was the difference. I would have never predicted that Nathan Ake starts reaching his potential at City. Yeah, I, honestly, I, thought, I thought he was a goner. I thought he went there to sit on the bench, you know? Uh, yeah. Shout out to him. When you but consider yeah. the fact we had six changes, they had one, and it was a 1 0 game, pretty, close pretty game. even. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I think oh. City fans should be sweating a little bit. With full <laughs> okay. strength. It's going to be a really good game. Boy. I don't I know if we're going like, to win a ton, like, both games or nothing crazy like that, but I think I think there's a good chance that we could win one. That's going to be the closest example of City playing itself. Yeah. I think I said that last season, but like this time I really mean it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I thought, too, when I was watching the game. I was like, wow, this tactically it's very similar. Uh, City kind of shipped into this back three. I think they start Rico Lewis as a right back, but he's playing like in the midfield. He's yeah. like a D mid, super inverted fullback, just like super uh, inverted, just like Zinchenko, just like just like Trent Alexander Arnold should, should be, be. <laughs> yeah. but he's still Damn. being used as a right back, and he's getting rinsed. Yo, my man can't even pass now. City kind of do like this three two four one or like three two five, kind of what we do with like a two three five. It's very similar structurally. Yeah, the main difference. City plays slow. Yeah. And I think they're just, I think it's a product of a lot of things. A lot of recent turnover in the squad, maybe some tired legs, an aging squad. But we just have so much more like liveliness to us when we attack. Yeah. And it's so much faster and a lot more movement. City are slow. They're very good at it. They're very dangerous. Yeah. Especially when you have Erling Holland as a target man. But to me, I was like, wow, Arsenal can really like run at them and press them and attack them fast. And I think that could be the difference when we play. That's the effect of youth and hunger. You guys have never won anything before and you like your team. Mm -hmm. And you guys have a whole bunch of young guys who are like at the first this is the first time of them being at the top level. I was gonna say the other point that I wanted to make was that uh, it's a pretty good like gamesmanship kind of thing too, uh, in terms of the league, like long term thinking, because I wanna say Arteta, you know, gave the game away or capitulated, but when you said he took off party and you knew you weren't gonna win the game kind of makes me think like oh well what if he kind of did kind of think like okay well i've played guardiola pretty close i think i have an idea of how he how we look against them and this is without our best guys 
why don't I just help us focus on the league and mm-hmm. keep our league we'll, we'll sabotage and, and give the second place guys let them stay in this tournament and stay distracted and give ourselves as much of an advantage as possible I would agree with that but then it's like he brought on Saliba he brought on Odegaard he brought on Martinelli yeah. so I was like dude if you're gonna bring those guys on you might as well just start them yeah okay you know? and then take them off later but yeah whatever all right real quick i just wanted to touch on liverpool um klopp second in command is getting a lot of stick from liverpool fans right now uh as he should he's the idiot that wrote that intensity book and all that shit he seems to have a huge ego uh but i don't know if it's his name is pep linders i don't know if it's linders or klopp but somebody has to like do like a whole tactical re like shake up of what's going on with our team we looked a lot better this time versus brighton munich but again we lost to them second time in a, second time in a fortnight uh and once again they look like the clearly the better team uh but there were positives from this game liverpool kind of has some energy back fabinho's looks a shot he's done for uh remember like the officially last, basically signing last, last stefan basic looks great as a youngster, he looks like one of the few youngsters who might actually okay. get in. Yeah, That's a good I've player. seen him. I haven't got a Fabinho, chance to actually watch him yet. Though. Fabinho subbed on. Fabinho, Henderson, and uh, Milner subbed on for Keita, Thiago, and Basetic, and we lost all control of the game. Hmm. Uh, Henderson and Fabinho are a step too slow. Henderson's done for. Fabinho's done for did at the Keita exact same rate. Keita had a pretty good game. Not going to okay. lie. Uh, he, he, Thiago didn't have that good of a game. Uh, his football is starting out to be... It's pretty, but it's starting to get ineffective. Last thing, I think Joe Gomez, man. It, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not, but he's too old for him to be... Inconsistent. That inconsistent. Like, he's inconsistent as if he was 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Konate's more consistent than him. Konate had a great game. He he was... Him him alongside Basetic, um are the only guys who can hold their heads up. Oh, and Harvey Elliott, who scored. I know you're not a, I know you're not a Stan account guy, but, like... If you ever had like a Liverpool player, I feel like you put Kanate as your. I fuck with Kanate, you man. Love That's my young guy, man. I fuck with him tough. Uh, yeah. I, what I'm nervous about is it's starting to look like uh, Trent. People don't realize that Trent has played damn near the same amount of minutes as Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane used to. Like mm-hmm. how those guys would never get benched. Trent almost never gets benched. We don't have a backup right back. He won't play Calvin Ramsey. Sounds like Trent, our soccer situation. Yeah. But he, the way he's looking, he can't even make passes anymore. Like five Ooh. yard, ten yard passes. Like the only thing oh, he's good really? at right now is his crosses and his long passing. And that's kind of the same thing. That's how strange is that, man? Because usually that's, that's dependent on your rhythm with the short game. You know, it's the same thing that's happening with Fabinho, where Fabinho couldn't run at first and then he couldn't pass he couldn't make his long passes then he couldn't shoot and now Firmino was just shot that's slowly the path that's, that Trent seems like he's going down I think his body's done for hmm. there needs to be a whole refresh I don't want to get into it I don't know if this is just reactionary Twitter only but I f- I feel like I've seen a lot of heads like start turning on Klopp not in like the sense they want yeah. him out I think it's naturally like, do you happening. think this is a lot of him to blame yeah that's what that's what I'm saying like I, I don't know if it's him or Linders right now because our, our tactics are changing and not for the better our tactics were ineffective before like last season even though we had that amazing run I was telling you like there are moments where I can see what they're trying to do but mm-hmm. then there are moments where I'm like dude our depth the guys some of the guys that we have in replacement we're not that team uh, for some reason, it doesn't even look like we're trying to go for a possession-based style compared to last season, and something has to change. And like, it's getting annoying. One, it's getting annoying hearing Klopp say, "Oh, we're not signing anybody." But okay, there's that. That usually only happens twice a year. Now it's getting annoying watching this dude play the same guys. Now he switched it up a little bit. Sometimes, like Fabinho and Henderson are benched right now. 
but yeah, he's, he's rotating that way. But then I think of like you say with Trent, chance. you know, and it's like, how are you not? You can't have you not, Trent play every single game. Are you not playing Calvin Ramsey or Joe Gomez over there? He barely plays Simikas, even though Simikas is a great replacement for uh, for Andy Robertson and. Mo Salah has been it has been horrible this entire year. I don't care what mm. anybody says. He's been garbage. Uh, he keeps playing Cody Gakpo in the middle, which doesn't make yeah, sense to anybody. He's still trying to figure out Gakpo. Darwin Nunez is six. But Darwin Nunez is fucking six two. He's like Megatron, bro. Like he's huge. And he's fast as fuck. Why would you not put him in the middle? Cody Gakpo clearly loves to supply the same way he loves to score. Why are you putting him in the yeah. middle? Because he likes to press? Dude, figure it out. Hmm. We're, it's Klopp not looking is, good. Uh, Klopp sounding like he's a product of his own stubbornness. Yes, bro. Speaking it, of which. Just stubbornness for fucking three years. Sorry, speak, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, three years. Speaking of which, Pep Guardiola's had a bit of stubbornness himself. Huh. Woke up today. Uh, what is today? The 30th? <clears throat> it is the 30th. January 30th. Woke up today, got ready for work, early morning. It's cold as hell outside. I'm shivering. I look up Twitter, as I always do first thing in the morning. I'm addicted. And uh, I see news that Jao Cancelo has fallen out with Pep Guardiola and is now on a flight to Munich to complete Crazy. a loan move to Bayern Munich. And just like that, I don't know the exact reasons for the falling out but sounds like two egos two button heads somebody doesn't want to comp- compromise for somebody <laughs> i feel like as a coach as a manager you your players need to fall in line but you also need to be like a malleable like personality you need to like you know work with different types of people type of personalities i don't know what happened i'm just speculating but it sounds like an ego decision to just because you cannot just Get rid of one of the best fullbacks in the world well, and okay. ship him off to Champions League. There's a competition. lot of nuance to that, and we got four minutes right, to get <laughs> Let me just talk real quick. Um, one, my favorite comment of, of this, because I did see some of this on Twitter today. I was bad. I went on Twitter today. Uh, and I, the funniest thing was when someone said, this is what happens when your fullback wears number seven. You know, it's interesting you say that, because I don't know if you remember, beginning of the season, I was like, I had a theory that he was going to turn Jao Cancelo into a midfielder or a winger into a winger into uh yeah. I, I had a theory that he was going to take Sterling's position and hmm. move up the field as a winger but it just did it didn't it happen. just didn't happen so um I think this is a combination of a few things uh one all right this might sound a bit weird because I hate like the, the I hate boomerisms and like mm-hmm. the old man yells at clouds, this is how it should be. You're not a real man of yeah. this, right? Traditional but, but ideas. As I get older, there's just certain things where I'm like, you know, they might have a point. Case in point, a fullback wearing number seven. I, I'm not saying it's part of his personality or it's a flaw, right? But all I'm saying is that maybe it shows to him believing his hype a little bit because apparently what happened was uh he he squared up with with pep guardiola we we've been known pep guardiola has an ego right like he got rid of zlatan he got rid of Henri, he got rid of ito he got rid of ronaldinho so we know he has a fucking ego right but uh it he says i don't want anybody on my team who doesn't want to play for me you can tell every single player that plays for City is a smart dude, intelligent, knows how to follow instructions, and you know it's a great team full of the same guys, full of the same mentality. Apparently, half these guys, Foden and uh, Ruben Diaz in particular, 
We're about to knock out Joel Salo for scoring up to Guardiola. One, that's super unprofessional. Yeah. Two, apparently it's just like something you don't do at that club. Like it's 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 not a mindset that you need to have. You so can't they, do that. They're any, in this guy's you can't face. do that at any job. You don't square. You don't square, any, up, you don't square up, bro. Like yeah. no, like you have to. The only people that I've seen squaring up, even on social media, to their boss, they quit. Yeah, they're, they're, they they're already they're out the door. <laughs> they're either they either told them they're done or they got told they're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's 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 no excusing that. And I think what yeah. we're seeing is the is the immediate no tolerance response. Not only but what, that, but what triggered that? You know, what, so the what? fact that Joao Cancelo wasn't getting any playing time this season. He's barely played this season because so he's been he? garbage. Last season, everyone was calling him the greatest fullback on earth. Dude mm-hmm. definitely believed his own hype. And he was great. He yeah. was probably one of the greatest fullbacks on earth. But people weren't paying attention to the fact... How do I say this? People were so focused on the fact that Trent Trent's defending was so garbage last season, leading into this season. <laughs> they forgot that to everyone look at was slandering Cancelo's. him, right? And Jarrell Cancelo was on such good form that no one was really paying attention to the fact that this man could not defend. Yeah, such now good he's form not, offensively. Ex- offensively. Because he's playing as like... A high attacking minded eight, but almost. Now he's not playing. It started because he's like, I need game time, and that's like a big no no at City. Like you, you play if you if you if you play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only a few guys who are undroppable, and that's because they're world class. You know what I mean? So, Jacquinsalo been garbage this season. Hasn't played. You know, ego hype, whatever. He feels hurt. He's like, what the fuck? Like, I should be starting right now. Pep's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You, you're playing like trash right now. Plus, we got this young 18-year-old, and he's playing better than you. Yeah. I don't know if you watch uh, RDC World, but they they have this uh, they have this skit where basically it was like how, uh, how an injured quarterback feels when the backup is better than him or whatever. Mm. There's a guy off screen, and he's like, oh, my God, look at this young kid. Like, this guy's a rookie? Yeah. <laughs> can you believe it? Oh, he's perfect. He's, all, he's so young. We can mold him into the perfect player and like and and then uh mark mark's character the leader of rdc world he's like nah man nah nah he he good he's not good as me <laughs> that's basically what's happening with joao Cancelo yeah and uh rico lewis you know what i'm saying well, the fact that joao Cancelo can play either flank yeah, by the crazy. way and he's not getting time on either side that's what i was gonna say is i feel like he spent deal. most of his time on the left side last season and he now he's getting displaced by a center back you know nathan, nathan Ake. Ake. Who is, who is balling, who definitely deserves to be getting minutes at City right now, but to displace somebody that was in Team of the Year shouts, and yeah. I don't know where he was in like Ballon d'Or voting, but I imagine he was in the top 50 or so. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, an, it's an insane drop off that kind of just came out of nowhere. For him to move to Bayern, that's something for him serious. to move to Bayern. Also, for I don't know, I guess like the Pep ego thing. I'm like, I just don't think Pep did anything to defuse the situation either. Probably. Oh, probably not. Purely dude. speculation. Hell but I'm just no. saying, like, I'm sure he instigated the fuck out Hell of it. Probably, <laughs> and he, dude. And he took things way too personal. But, but for your for your club and for your club captain and international captain, aka Ruben Diaz, to to wanna yeah, get in your point. face, big deal. Yeah. Uh well, real quick about Jao Cancelo, I just wanted to say also for them to sell Zinchenko and then now also get rid of Jao Cancelo, they're very thin on that left side. Well, and so I don't know, like, they're, you know, you know, it might be a vulnerable point for City at some, like, I don't know if I should be saying this, and this is entirely a joke, but you do know Benjamin Mendy got acquitted. You know he's coming back. Oh, I don't know, are they? Are they going to bring him back? No, I have no, no, 
Fuck no, dude. Probably not. Yeah, bro. I would hope not. Like e- even if even if those are just allegations, the fact that he was in a position to be accused of shit like that, pro- you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they let go of him. They're not going to. Dude get hasn't him. played professional for for how for like many two fucking years, years so. at this point. Plus, yeah. he was injury prone before, and he wasn't that. He was all right before. I don't know. Anyways, I just think there's just, just a whole situation that, that you wash your hands of. But big piece of city depth that everybody talks about to lose. That's but all I'm going to say about that. But it's city, bro. They got the oil money. They're going to make all they got their the moves oil this money. summer. Let's see if they make a move. They're going to buy uh, all the fullbacks in the world. Speaking of buying all the players in the world, <laughs> Chelsea yeah. is still on a mission. Yeah, yeah. So they, they bought some well money. Well over half a billion by now. Okay, 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 okay. So this guy means nothing right now, right? But they bought somebody named Malo Gusto, which mm-hmm. apparently means something super negative in Spanish and Portuguese, right? <laughs> but do you hear his name? It sounds like he's Brazilian, right? This guy's uh-huh. French. Right. Like, what the f- Malo Gusto? Yeah. But I'm French? It doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Moving on to the next set of Chelsea buys. They just bid for Enzo Fernandez. 120 million, bro. Game's gone. Yeah, yeah. Game's gone. That's game's it. finished. Football's over with. It's a. F- Come on now. If if there's anybody who believes that football, high level football, has not just turned into a billionaire's plaything at this point, bro. Oh, half a billion in seven months, bro. Yeah, over. Well over. At least 550. Um. Yeah, the Enzo Fernandez thing. I think it's gonna be so funny because I remember when they like refused to pay the extra ten mil for the release clause, and then Enzo Fernandez scored for Benfica, and he like kissed the badge. He's like, "I'm, I'm staying here. I'm staying, I'm here. staying here." And then he's just gonna go at the yeah, end of the year. Gonna <laughs> it's gonna uh, be pretty funny. I don't know. I don't think Enzo Fernandez is a hundred twenty mil player. So if Todd Bowley wants to spend that money. I guess go right ahead. Well, he's not. He's apparently, not the they D-mid, can spend whatever they want to spend. He's, he's not, not a D mid. He's I not think, the D mid that everyone thinks he is. Yeah, dude. People, Chelsea fans have this perception that Enzo Fernandez is going to fix their midfield. But. And it's not in the it's not in the in the same way that they miscast Conte either. Like he's a complete he's not even an eight like Conte. If anything, like, he'll be their Frank Lampard, but like he, he, he he's on he's much more of a passer, much more of a playmaker. Like he's not deep lying either. He's he's yeah, he'd he'd much rather be closer to goal. He than, gets up. That's that's what I think of. I think of a midfielder that gets up into the 18-yard box around and, and he's he's got an eye for goal, he's got an eye to pick a pass. How much I, do you think they're going to bid for Caicedo when they steal him from under your noses? Yeah, so that's the other name is Caicedo, who would be the perfect player for understudy Arsenal. to Thomas Party, and then he could also potentially be an eight. That's the thing I like most about him. I've talked a lot about the wanting, fact that he's low key a playmaker too. Yeah, that's what I've said like a bunch about all our midfield targets. I want a hybrid guy. Mm. Douglas Louise, he can play a six. He can play an eight. Declan Rice, he can play a six. He can play, play an eight. eight. Another another type of that kind of player. You know, he could learn from Jaka. He could learn, and then if we do go in for Declan Rice, which apparently we are, I don't know. You know, that's yeah. What go for him. We, maybe Liverpool can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just but, kidding. Um, we already bought Cody Gakpo. We don't need any midfielders. Whether whether Declan Rice, if he does, if that does transpire, and he becomes a six, and Caicedo can become an eight, or the other way around, like they have two older guys in front of them that could teach them. I it makes think, so much sense. And I just then, think it would be ironic as fuck if you guys got Caicedo because uh, I just read something the other day that like went over like Caicedo stats and shit like that. And you know, football stats are slowly becoming more relevant. Like people are slowly being able to apply them, adopt them, and give yeah. you give you an idea of a player. Uh, but dog, he plays hella like Rodri, and hmm. it's not just like a it's not just like a visual thing. Like his defensive numbers are are 
yeah, pretty much there. like like he's all over the pitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's dominant. But then his offensive playmaking numbers, his passing, like his That's passing why, ability. Yeah. Like having played those guys twice in the last couple weeks, and then having played them like a couple months ago, he's better now than he was a few months ago for sure. Yeah, and he's way he's on the ball way more. He didn't play um, versus us this last game, but like that Fortnite, he he was way more on the ball and like just that's, much more important to their buildup. That's why my mind instantly goes to Thomas Party replacement because. Because Thomas Party does so much more than team. I'm not trying to constrict Caicedo as just a deep defensive, right. but it's because Thomas Party is our D mid, but he is so important to our exactly. build up and that consistency to always get your pass off, always be accurate. I think it's hilarious. He can replace that production because that's a spot we have no depth in, bro. The and amount of similarities, <laughs> the amount of similarities y'all have to City is ridiculous because um Rodri Roger does the and same party thing. are base they're not they're both Spanish they're not images, right? they're both Spa- uh, no <laughs> like you said, think I'm playing no, bro. I, they're I the same type of player you know yeah. Spanish single pivot as much of a playmaker as he as as they are D mid but that, that's the wild thing dude like Caicedo apparently like resembles Rodri in more ways than just defensively too so if you guys manage to get like fingers crossed nobody gets him and he stays at Brighton and then Liverpool somehow (laughs) comes up on hella money but what I'm saying is um, if if y'all were to get him that would be ridiculous because then you'd have a way to to smoothly phase out Shaka Mm -hmm. phase in Caicedo either as a replacement if you got him have him as a backup for either of those two and then slowly blood him in as the partner next to party Jesus I can't lie. That would be a pretty dominant. Yeah. So as you can tell, we're both pretty excited about this kid. <laughs> Fuck. And that's why. And that's why Arsenal have submitted a seventy million pound offer, a seventy five million pound offer, and they've both been instantly rejected by Brighton. Well, like Brighton, the, they know they know what anyone. they have too. It's sad, dude. I'm. I feel pretty sad. But uh, we we were talking about this. Brighton's gonna get torn apart. Just oh, like yeah. Monaco did, Ajax. You get South punished Hampton for having an elite ago. scouting network because you're just doing the work for the big exactly, clubs. Exactly, but what's fucked Chelsea probably is, doesn't even have a scouting department. But Todd Bowley probably fired them all. That, <laughs> but no, that's what's fucked. Chelsea. Not only have Chelsea brought more Brighton players than y'all have, but they brought over the coach, half the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. What's what's to stop them from waving hella money under those scouts' noses too? They need yeah. a scouting net- network. They lost half their guy. They lost. They lost Marina Granovskaya. They lost uh, the chairman. They lost um, that uh, that African dude. I can't remember his name. Ken something. But they yeah, lost they, Check. Someone needs to sign whoever found Matoma because that that kid is lighting the league up. You um, see what I'm saying? And, and this dude's only they only had a few performances, but he, he I mean he tore Liverpool to shreds for his goal. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that was a crazy goal. I also do think it is a bit insane though that. As much as we love Caicedo, the potential, like everything, he has only played like thirty games in the Prem, and the fact- and, and it's instant rejection for seventy five million. Like, yes, that is an well, insane that's number. The thing. Well, if I'm Brighton, right, I would do the same thing because I, I would want to move like Leicester did back back in 2016-17 and all that stuff when they refused to let their best players go. Unfortunately, Leicester weren't able to build on that and they weren't able to you know move their guys on and things Retain. like that. But yeah. if I'm Brighton, I already lost like three, four guys from summer till now. 
You know what I'm saying? Three, mm-hmm. four starters. We just got this guy. Just now, this guy's barely played 30 games. It's got to be frustrating. Would, yeah. would, would you let anybody go? And then, well, the honestly, twist. the fact that he feels emboldened enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy really does walk around with brass balls because how dare you play 30 games for a club and then put in social media, hey, I want to leave. I've played half a season for y'all, and I thank y'all for the opportunity, but I'd like to go. What? To put out a long, a long-winded post about wanting to be the most decorated player in, in Ecuadorian football history and and six months, you just want to leave this team. Like I'm all for it because I want him at Arsenal. But man, if I was a Brighton fan, I would be pressed be right now. And this man went copy paste and did it on Twitter, Instagram. He probably put it on his Snapchat. Bro, like <laughs> his he's really just his Finsta. Bold. He really just put it out there with chest, bro. He's <laughs> it's wild, bro. Um, it, I mean, I guess is, like he's a bold. You know, he's a bold. What's crazy man. is that like I'm I fuck with Crystal Palace, right? And Brighton are Crystal Palace's worst enemy, so I. Should should be happy that you know people are tearing brian apart but i'm pissed mm-hmm. i'm actually like pretty mad for him like how are you supposed to put something together if every time you put something together people just flock and start picking shit apart i like what brighton's doing right now they're basically proving to the rest of the team hey i don't we, first of all kajedo got himself banned from training he didn't get to he didn't get to start versus Liverpool. Right. They when told him to stay home eyes until the end of January. Stay away from training, bro. You're not yeah. Until you're focused, you you can stay home. They're not even letting him train with the under twenty one. They said stay away. That's how serious these guys are. I really hope Brian's able to keep everything together. I think they're a great organization. I really like what they're doing. Even if they gotta lose players, keep keep the keep the people who keep that organization running. Keep those scouts, keep the technical directors keep the people with the money who are going along with the planning you know what i'm saying and obviously they don't have hella money but i love what they're doing i do not need them getting torn apart yeah yeah but um the last point i really want to make is i don't know if this is just pure like voodoo journalism doing the rounds around twitter but there were rumors that later came out that Arsenal are interested in Jorginho. And instantly, <laughs> Arsenal fans are having PTSD from two weeks ago where they're like, oh, wow, we're going to get Jorginho. And then Chelsea are going to go by Caicedo. Ka- 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 and this is going to end horribly. And I don't know, a 31-year-old midfielder that is, is, that for real, is literally Dude. slower than the refs on the field. Like This is another, this is another thing, though. I- well, people the, people will say whatever the fuck regarding guys' names now, bro. Do you yeah. understand y'all have a crazy fan base? It's huge. It's super emotional, and it's very reactive. And and that's the other part. Is it, it stinks of William. It stinks of all the... David you know, Luiz. Uh, David, Lu- David Luiz. I'll give David Luiz a little bit of credit, but... Um, the, the Czech, part that bothers me is rude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The part that bothers me is we were linked to him in the past, like a couple of years ago when Arteta first came in. Arteta's clearly a fan of him. It might be a response. It really? might be a reality, but I'm just gonna choose to believe that it is a smokescreen to leverage Brighton into being serious about <laughs> a transfer fee here. Because there's no way. It just doesn't make any sense to go for a 31 year old midfielder. No, but you, one, one but you do need crime proven guys if party goes down. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Jorginho would be slower than uh, than Shaka. Yeah, imagine that. That, us. It, that that one was doing the rounds a lot too. They're like, imagine having to watch Shaka and 
Jorginho if, run. If if Liverpool should have bought Conte four years ago, sorry, I'm just, I know I'm just randomly brought that up, but that was a thing a while ago. <laughs> okay. if Liverpool should have bought Conte four years ago. Arsenal should have bought Jorginho at the same time. That was like the last time that he was really good, in my opinion. I don't, I, to me, maybe I have too I've much had, faith I've because just, I don't have anything to do with Arsenal and your fan base. But to me, I would, ha- I would have more faith in Arteta that he's smarter than that. That's the thing is like I can't at this point. You can't doubt the talent ID. He knows what he's doing. But uh, plus, you have to know the history of the club, bro. Like when when is doing business with Chelsea ever worked out with y'all? I just the never. Fuck? I never been a Jorginho guy either, man. I've always thought he was him. overrated. I've, when he was like third in the Ballon d'Or voting or Bullshit. something. That was insane, but uh, stupid as fuck. The other, the last thing is, Jorginho seems like a Chelsea man, like a Chelsea through and through guy. Like it yeah. just, it feels like another double agent move if that happens. I don't want to talk about it too much. Hopefully, it's not even true, but <laughs> it's kind of scaring the hell out of me. Yeah, so. let's end on this one last thing. West McKenney oh, has yeah. moved from shit club Juventus. To Leeds, you gotta start. If we yeah. got big enough, that's that's your first like merch. <laughs> that's your like, merch club. shirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll go crazy troops, in Italy. Troops doing Arteta out. <laughs> we go go wild in Italy, bro. Troops Trust doing me. Arteta out shirts, and you're gonna be doing Juventus. I'm dot 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 shit club. Shit club. <laughs> Promise you, dog. So uh, uh, we uh, just canceled so, ourselves in Italy. But man, fuck those guys. <laughs> all their fans are emotionless. Fuck. Hella anti Yankism. Whatever the fuck. Uh, Leeds is kind of having a little bit of that backlash. Leeds but, is pro Yankism. And fuck that, man. Weston McKenney next to Tyler Adams. Dude, That's cool, man. I'm excited. That's cool. I'm, I'm about to be watching. I'm about to be watching all the L teams, my guy, because Leeds <laughs> is looking real Yankee to me, bro. Yeah. I'm really excited. No, seriously. It is. Uh, I think I think McKenney and Tyler Adams together in a club setting, this is going to be McKenney's first chance at regular first-team football. Chance at regular first-team football in about two, three years since he's joined uh, Meredith. I mean, Juventus. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be a chance for him to establish himself. He's twenty four. He's he's been okay at Juventus, but I think having a coach that is actually gonna injuries. believe in him, mm-hmm. dude. Jesse Marsh is really trying to get this U.S. men's national team job. It's I'm dope. It's dope. Oh, I didn't even think about that. If you find a way to make Tyler Adams and Wes McKinney kind of work together, and what's wild is people were saying that they noticed McKinney overshadowing uh, uh, Tyler Adams. And I, I was like, so. I didn't necessarily see it, but I, that's it, interesting because I thought people so, seen it. I know you were talking about Tyler Adams all yeah. World Cup, and I was kind of talking about Wes McKinney first half performances at least. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he got so through. I, I think I said like he was world class in all the first half right man i'm telling but, you bro. no i was saying that earlier in the year too i was like imagine if lee's got Yunus musa yeah yeah no, that'd, be, that'd be fire <laughs> no they're, they're getting the entire united states behind them bro. i was i was saying at the beginning after like the first couple weeks of the season i was like oh i think leads are like my second team to follow this season like yeah, they're just a I really mean, fun team to watch yo man but they just got a whole lot more exciting dude. nick solo's been getting a whole lot of vindication this season man. Yeah. i'm not gonna lie he's he's been well, proven I'm, correct on shit he's been saying for like at least a year except uh, for kukurea but all over the place past that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, you, uh, you can't be right every single time right it's every, football you know, bro. You, yeah not everybody shoots 100 <laughs> you were right every single time you'd be fabrizio I still, and i double down man i still think there's a player in kukurea i just think i think he, he just needs a different team he just needs a different team yeah just like just like i know i know what i saw at brighton man <laughs> like i know, I what know I you saw. have it yo yo 20 years later when nick solo is a coach he, he, he gets more kukurays like yeah. you have it yeah. i know you have it in you oh shit some uh, some poor kid with a big like poofy bunch of hair do you remember kid, do you remember kid named kukurea 
trust me, man. Trust me. No, nah, but uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get really exciting for Leeds. I was just excited about the prospect of Brendan Aronson, truly. Yeah. And now it's like they have such a really fun young core. That, you know, that new that new kid too. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Willie, we scored that the goal. Italian kid? Oh, yeah, no. the Italian kid. Willie Nonto? Yeah. The black kid? Yeah, yeah dude. He kind of came out of nowhere Fuck now. So, you know, remember, certainly they got a squad. Remember when I was telling you, like, the one thing about Italy is that, like, all their players are really good on both sides of the ball and they're really technically sound and also smart. He's doing He's He's that, too. And I'm like, damn, he really mm-hmm. is Italian. <laughs> like, no jokes. Uh, but I kind of want to end it there. Um, Shout out Leeds. Shout out Keep to Keep your Leeds. eye on them. Yeah, man. Uh, but with that, this has been episode 54 of the Rebona Boys podcast. We didn't introduce ourselves in the beginning, so this has been your boy, Vince Scully. And your boy, Nick Solo. And we are out. Peace.